0: Hello and welcome to the SYP Oxford podcast. Uh, I'm your host Charlotte, and this week I am very excited to be here with the uh, CEO of Hachette UK, David Shelley. Welcome, David.
1: Thanks so much, Charlotte. It's very nice, very nice to be here, and very nice to be talking to you.
0: Yeah, no, very exciting to be talking to you. Um, Now, obviously, anyone who aspires to work in publishing will have some. Awareness of uh, of Hachette as a publisher, as one of the big, big publishers, as someone who runs one of these these big publishers, what would you say um, these companies like Hachette have to? What role do they play within within publishing?
1: So, so I've I mean, I mean in my career, I've worked at a very small publisher, I've worked at a very big publisher, Hachette. Um, I think what I like about the publishing ecosystem is that it's very mixed, it's very varied. I think that large publishers are able to offer, I think, for me, a sort of breadth of um, opportunity, really, a breadth of opportunity for different voices to be heard, uh, different strands of publishing, um, and and a breadth of different roles for people to work in. I mean, at at Hachette, we publish about 6,000 new books a year. So that's across an incredible range of different subjects. Um, And we've got niches in very many different areas. You know, when I think about it, we've got a um, Christian list. We've got a gender diversity list. We've got a psychology list. We've got several paranormal romance lists. We've got um, literary lists. We've we've got a huge number of different things. And for me, the excitement of a large publisher, I suppose, is just... Having a finger in so many pies and having so many different strands, and uh, obviously, as you know, because we've got um, Lawrence King now you know we've we've got uh, design uh, creativity pr- professional um, lists as well so there's it's just exciting for me um, with a large company just just the diversity of publishing that can be achieved
0: you say you have a background of working with uh, with, with smaller publishers as well what what do you think the the difference is i suppose between that, that large publisher and and i guess that's sort of a more niche independent
1: well i yeah so i started at a small company called allison and busby um and i was there for 7 years uh th- there are similarities and differences i mean the similarities are we're all sort of doing the same thing we're all um deciding which books we want to publish we're editing them we're putting a cover on them we're doing an ai we're doing a press release we're marketing them we're publicizing them actually the process is remarkably similar um, at smaller publishers and larger publishers um i would say i mean the advantage of working at a smaller publisher is something i learned a lot from was just doing a huge number of different roles um you're not you're not in any way siloed you're you're sort of I you know I was sort of well I was running it um, th- towards the the end but also taking post bags to the po you know to the post office and uh, organizing a new warehouse and uh, talking to the sales team and doing right deals you, you you i I think as a smaller publisher. You can really be a jack of all trades, and you 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 can do a lot of different things. At a large publisher, you can specialise in particular disciplines. Um, I think I think smaller publishers tend to be. I think the strengths and weak not strengths and weaknesses exactly, but at a smaller publisher, you can be quicker, more uh, fleet of foot. Um, I think also there's a sort of punk mentality at smaller publishers where it's like you you achieve a lot with with not many resources and at a large publisher you have many more resources um but um you don't necessarily you're not able to necessarily move as fast as you are at a smaller publisher if that makes sense Um, but as a larger publisher i do feel the strength of a larger publisher is I would say, in my experience, to large publishers, you can tend to strategize a bit more, think it more in the long term. Add a small publisher, you're always trying to, well, in my experience, you're always trying to put food on the table, um, and you're often working from one month to the next to make sure that, that you have enough money to pay the bills. But it's a nice luxury at a larger publisher to, to be able to think in a slightly different way. So I I I, I think there's some advantages of both
0: definitely I, I i'd agree as as someone who's worked at both there are there are as you say different different advantages um to to each different uh environment and um i think that's one of the things that makes publishing so great is you can if you're if you're wanting to get a wide breadth of experience you know independent publishers can be can be a great place to go work um if you know that publicity is exactly what you want to do, um, you, you, you have, can have the opportunity to to, to go and specialise. Um,
1: yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: Um, and so I mean obviously you've been, been in publishing many years, what was it like originally that made you want to work in publishing?
1: Um, it's such a boring answer. uh, (laughs) I love books, such a boring answer. I I also, um, my, my parents ran a secondhand bookshop and we lived above the shop. So when I was young, I used to go down into the shop to get books to read. Um, and we were a family of, as it, as you would imagine, only bookshop, uh, a family of readers. Uh, so books have always been I guess the centre of my my life, where, you know, without really, I don't think without ever really consciously thinking about it, I probably and, and I, like I say, I never consciously had this thought process. I probably couldn't have imagined not working with books actually and authors um, because for me they've always been central to my world. So, so, so that 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 was really the the, the original um, mo- motivation.
0: Oh, that's that sounds like my dream childhood to, to to live above a bookshop that that sounds amazing <laughs> um now obviously this year has or well, 2020 um has been a a bit of a a bit of a mad year really for for all of us but but for publishing as well how do you think the pandemic how everything has shifted in the last year has affected the way that publishing works
1: I think I'm sort of constitutionally um predisposed to see the bright side in things so (laughs) I'll concentrate on that because that that is what I'm thinking about there's obviously been a a a lot of horrors over the last year and a lot of sadness and um a lot of just coping coping with a very very difficult situation Um, I think on the positive side for book publishing it has made people think in a more imaginative, creative way. I think I was saying before about small publishers being quicker, more creative, more punk mentality. I think this has forced larger publishers to have a bit more of that sort of punk mentality too, to have to suddenly, there were roles that I'd always been told by people could never be done from home, and that people had to be in the office and everyone had to be there and everything had to work in a certain way. And actually, miraculously, when we had to, people found ways of doing things remotely, which I thought was very exciting. Uh, And I think things will never go back to how they are. I think a lot of our workflows and our processes um, now will just be digital permanently. I I think that's exciting because it means that a lot of things have speeded up. I think it's also exciting in terms of the environments. I think our environmental impact is much reduced actually. we, we we used to print out an enormous amount of stuff, and we've proved that we don't need to do that. Uh, we used to do a lot of book proofs, and we'll there'll always be a there'll always be a case for book proofs. But actually, a lot of people are now using sort of NetGalley and and um, services like that to access proofs. Uh, and in our educational business, there was a sort of gradual move towards digital. Um, resources but that's really speeded up as well which i think is exciting in lots of ways so so i i think we will have seen i think there's been a sort of rapid fast forwarding um of the transition to digital i think there's also a freeing of people's mindsets i think i think publishing is great in that it's like for me it's like a village it's this sort of small community where everyone knows everyone everyone meets up at village events or that, that, that can be great. It can also lead to groupthink uh, and it can lead to sort of quite set ways of doing things. I'm sort of referring to trade publishing, but I think academic might work in a similar way. Um, but I think actually people not being able to meet up with each other has been a good thing in certain ways, because I think it's made people a bit more independent in their thinking to people. I've seen people go off in different directions uh, creatively. Uh, There seems there is always going to be copycat publishing in in this industry, but I I think I've seen more originality come through during this time, because I think people have been forced to to think for themselves more, which I think is exciting. I think there's also been a bit more of a focus on um, consumers like our end, you know, the people who buy books and how we reach them, how we talk to them, uh, which I think is a very positive thing, because I think we don't always think enough about that in our business.
0: Yeah, I think particularly coming from from a marketing background, because I work um, primarily with, um, I work produce academic books, work closely with instructors, so I'm very much constantly in contact with the people I'm selling to, but learning from my colleagues who work on trade books, not having that direct contact Um you you have got to be very focused on on who your target target audience is and who it is you're actually seeing who who you think who you think wants to 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 pick up this book and i think particularly with um with the bookshops not being open uh, for the whole of this year and and now you know are closed uh, again in in yet, yet another lockdown it's it's interesting to see how publishing will continue to to pivot to try and uh, to get books in front of people and change our ways of of, of approaching um of approaching customers and, and, and customer experience and, and all that good stuff
1: yeah absolutely absolutely no i i think there's there's some exciting opportunities there
0: i think one of the things as well i think that's come up as part of the pandemic is um Making publishing a bit more, bit making it more accessible, uh, and the fact that a lot of people are finding now they don't have to go into the office. Publishing is a more accessible industry to, 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 to try and work in. What do you think that publishing can do going forward to attract a, a more diverse range of people, both as future publishers and and as future authors? I
1: mean, it's a good question and a big i think there are several things that we can do i mean i think one thing is to be better at measuring the diversity we already have to know where we want to get to uh and i think we've made some strides as an industry there but i think there is more that we can do to just accurately measure what you know what the current level of diversity in in staffing and authorship is um, so I think that's that's one thing that one sort of very basic thing we need to do to know where we want to get to. Get to. Um, I think that there is a lot that we can do. I think there is something exciting in the um, the virtual working, the, you know, the not having to be London based. Um, one of our divisions Orion, recently did a um, remote work experience um, program. That was great, and actually, we um, we work with some some fantastic people who would otherwise have been unable to to work with Orion the because they're they're based in places that are just inaccessible to London. Um, and I think that was eye opening to to think well, what can we do to um, to work with people all around the country and all around the world as well, uh, where people don't have to be sort of based. Based in London, and I think that that in itself will give us a much more much more diversity. Uh, we're also at Hachette. Uh, we're launching the, the regional offices uh, in, a, in a number of different places around uh, the UK, including Manchester, um, Sheffield, um, Edinburgh, Bristol, um, Newcastle, and we we think that 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 doing this combined with the, with the sort of remote working as well. Should help us reach reach um, more people. I, I I think another crucial thing for us as an industry. I think we're a really great industry in lots of ways, um, but I think we often play our cards quite close to our chest. I think outside the industry, people don't necessarily know how publishing works. We're quite a closed shop, uh, and I would really like to see us be more transparent about how we work, about how we remunerate authors, uh, about how we work with designers, about all the different roles there are in publishing. I think. I think we we shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes, not talking more about how everything happens, um, because I think compared to a lot of creative businesses we're, we're incredibly sort of fair business um, and, and we're also a very dynamic business. I think people don't necessarily know that so I think the more we can communicate outwards to a greater number of people, um, the more we're going to attract you know more a more diverse workforce. I think the other thing, sorry, this is such a long answer, but it's such a big and important question. Um, uh, I think the other thing we can do, I'm really conscious of retaining uh, great talent that I think we need to not only be looking to recruit in a, a diverse mix of people, we need to be very mindful of the culture that we have in our companies, that it is properly inclusive, and that we don't it's not all the same sorts of people using the same sorts of language, having the same sorts of conversations, so that some people feel um, othered or you know sort of a- excluded. Uh, so, so, so I think I think it's very I think it's very important what what happens when people join that that, that we do we do strive to, to to be properly inclusive.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a long answer, but as you say, it's a very important. Sorry, yeah, it's a very important question and something I know that. A lot a lot of people are thinking about and even uh us as a as a non-profit the SYP is thinking you know how can how can we reach reach more people um because as you say publishing it's kind of it is hard to know sort of what goes on and even even me as someone new in publishing uh well relatively new in publishing <laughs> um like even I still don't know what every department within publishing does so if I don't know how can we expect people who aren't in the industry to know what what opportunities are are available for them so yeah I, I definitely agree kind of being more transparent uh about about the industry as a whole I think is is something that we need to need to get better at <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and, and I think um yeah, I, I I hope we can use this opportunity with the pandemic as well to think about how we communicate with the with the world, and I think possibly there's an opportunity here as well as because we're not just meeting up as a village all the time that we're thinking more about the the outside world outside our own village. Um, that would be my my hope uh, that that we can di- we can direct our energies more more at the wider world.
0: Definitely, and I I found as well. Again, in this digital landscape, a lot of the, the events that would normally be in person are now virtual. So I've been able to attend book launches in London and uh, discussion panels in Scotland, all from the comfort of my own home. So that's I see that as a very positive thing, and and makes just getting information just so much more accessible. So. Hopefully fingers crossed, it's 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 a positive it'll have a positive um impact on on the way we work and, and the people who work in our industry.
1: I hope so, yeah.
0: So we have many sort of young publishers and aspiring publishers uh, listening to our podcast. Do you have any advice or things you wish you had known before you started in the industry that that, that you can impart to our listeners? <laughs>
1: Oh, that's another very good question. Um, I think there's loads, actually. There's loads of things I wish I'd known. Um, I I, I mean, one observation I have, actually, is that I don't think... I think people shouldn't be scared. There are a lot of things I think people shouldn't be scared of. um, And one of those, I think, is being creative and commercial. I don't think those two things are opposed to each other and I think in this business the people I've seen that have been very successful the, the, the sort of recipe for success in this business is a mind that is both very creative and very commercial um, so I would encourage people not to see those two things as contradictory and try to embrace both sides of then that their nature. I think for myself I you know, I did English at university. As I said, I grew up reading books. I saw myself as a very creative person. I'd never really thought about anything commercial before I came into publishing. And I was thrown in my in Alison of Busby, I was thrown into a situation where I had to be very commercial. And actually, I found out I enjoyed it and um, I got energy from it. Uh, I- so I-, I would encourage people to sort of explore the commercial elements. They pro- most people probably came into this business because they're creative. I'd encourage people to kind of in- explore the commercial elements of their nature as well, and don't be afraid also to ask questions and to seek advice or mentoring or whatever from people who've been in the business for longer. In my experience, people are usually sort of pleased and flattered and want to help uh, younger people making their way in the industry. Um, so, so I, I think I I think don't be don't. Um, don't think that people aren't going to want to help you because I think people are I think also there are a lot of as I said I, I feel in our industry we attract a lot of fairly similar sorts of people and I include myself in that I guess think of think of what's different about you what's unique about you embrace your uniqueness that I think increasingly is a strength um And I think as we look to become a more diverse industry in future, I think there are brilliant opportunities for people who are not cookie cutter people. Um, And and I think it's what I've seen as well. What I've learned is that it's people's uniqueness that actually helps fuel the business because it's doing something different is often the thing that makes money for a company. Uh, so, So actually that is people's sort of diversity and uniqueness. That, that can make money for, for, for a company. So em, embrace that as well. Um, and uh, the other key piece of advice is not about publishing, but just don't, yeah, don't be afraid to be who you are. Don't try to be like someone else. Don't try to fit in a mold. Don't do anything. The mistakes I've made in my career, I think, are when I've done things in bad faith or when I've done things to try and fit in with what I think someone else wants of me or wants me to be. And the times when I feel I've succeeded are when I've been myself, um, and that I've just gone with my gut. So, 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 go with your gut, be yourself, act in good faith. Uh, th- those are bits of advice I wish I'd known.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, David. Um, it's been really lovely to chat to you. Good, um... well, known.
1: thank you, Charlotte. I hope you all um, go on and um, have wonderful careers in this industry because i have been doing it for twenty. Four years now, and um, I've loved every moment of it. So yeah, I hope you all do too.
0: Thank you as well to all you for listening, um, um, and we hope that we will see you all again very soon. Make sure you stay up to date with all things SYP Oxford by following us on Twitter at SYP underscore Oxford, and on Instagram as well. If email is more your thing, we also have a monthly newsletter that comes out that you can sign up to on the SYP website, just visit thesyp.org.uk and sign up there. We hope to hear from you all very, very soon.